Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly video game podcast releasing every Thursday. Is it Thursday already? Damn. I am your host, Alex Stadnick, joined always with the illustrious Alex Van Aken. Hello. I feel like this episode is going to be one of the greatest of all time. I just have, I have a feeling uh, in my gut. 10 out of 10. um, Yeah, across the board. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can dig it. Uh, Join us each episode alongside a rotating crew of GI editors and special guests from around the industry as we discuss the latest news, reviews, and big man swag your eyes and ears can handle. Wait, do you have that written down? (laughs) Me? (laughs) No, it's always off the cuff, Ben. Got that, got that locked in, you know? Yeah, nice job. <laughs> That's why I appreciate Alex's riffing, because it gives me time to look at my notes and then come back to it. But, <laughs> you know, a little trade secret there. Um, this week, we're going to talk about the only two things that matters. Number one, you heard his voice. You know him. You love him. The street comedian is with us only for a little bit longer. We're going to talk to Ben Reeves about his future. And then, of course, we're going to talk about Elden Ring. The big one. But first, let's introduce the panel. Of course, like I said, Ben Reeves. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. It's the last Good. time I get to say that. Yeah, I never ever. say hello oh, ever again. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying after this episode. <laughs> yeah, we never knew you. Oh, that's the news. Crap. That's why we're going to lunch after this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting a heart attack burger. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to escort you to your casket after this. It's going to be great. Um, uh, we also have uh, El Dan Ring himself. Dan Tack. Hello, sir. How are no, you? Are we going to make that a thing? Please. You better believe it. You let's kidding not make me? That a thing. Can we get with the, the jacket or, you know, whatever. It's fine. Um, hello. <laughs> hello, everyone. Um, yeah. You know what? You bristled with Duckmaster, King of Anime. Like, I can't give you a name with saying no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You'd rather be known ones. as a jacket than one of your favorite games of all time? I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I, I wanna, you know, at least that's my identity. I don't, you know, that's a, it's attaching True. the game. You know, whatever. It's fine. It's a great game. Let's go. It Dan, is. I like your hat this week, by the way. It looks very cool. I, I don't know what it's for, I but it. I dig it. No, nobody's going to know. All right. I guess oh. I'll reveal the secret. Uh, this is for this is actually a band hat, as you may know. I'm big into synthwave and retrowave oh, kind of things. This is this is Gunship. They're great. Check them out. Sweet Gunship. I, dig it. I thought you meant band, like B A N N E D. Like you were on some like Michael <laughs> Jordan, band, like red yo. and black kicks. Yeah, they're coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want you to see my uh, my hat. Anyways, of course, JRPG also joins us for a rare Whoa. but uh, awesome appearance. Hello, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, I whipped out the bling uh, since we Dude, got Ben here. I you know, saw the chain. I dressed, I dressed for the occasion, yeah. man. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. What band is that from? <laughs> oh, you know. What? <laughs> actually, actually, I am wearing like a like a shirt. I don't even know if you can, but it's Tell it's us. Evangelion. Oh, oh Evangelion. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all like that? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's some cultured people in here. All right. That's sick. Well, oh, fun fact, you. real quick. Yeah. For some ungodly reason my ele- my no it was my middle school my middle school carried copies of the evangelion manga what? so i was in sixth grade reading evangelion that's amazing you wow. should not be in sixth grade reading that right right, right 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 
No, yeah, um, I have a similar story. My, yeah. my library carried a Cowboy Bebop, so I was reading Cowboy Bebop. Oh, let's go. And it's also not good also to read. Also, doesn't like, seem like something. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I, I don't know. This sounds pretty appropriate to me. I mean, <laughs> get started early on the uh, the glory of anime. You know? yeah. Right. Yeah. Man, you can't even read Mouse in Tennessee. Never mind. We're not going there. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> what is this podcast about again? <laughs> yeah, we, we video games. Video games. Um. We'll talk about video games, video game here soon. But uh, Ben Reeves has some exciting but sad news for uh, the world. Ben, do you want to kind of talk about what's next? Sure. Yeah, I mean, the news is out there. I <laughs> tweeted it out on Monday, but you guys have known for a little bit. Yeah. I am leaving Game Informer after 15 years. It's been a wild but wonderful ride. And uh, I thank you, everybody out there who's watched or listened or read the content I've helped produce. Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't know what more to say other than thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I am going on to the other side of the industry. I'll be on the development side. So I'm joining Fraxis, Fraxis, excuse me, makers of XCOM and Civilization. I'm very excited because I've, you know, if you've listened to this podcast or read anything I've written, you probably know I'm a fan. And I'm going to be a narrative designer over there, which is something I'm also super excited and passionate about. Can't that, say too much more about what I'm working on, but hopefully in the near future I can share something. Okay, gotcha. So, okay, then I won't I won't pry on that on that one. I didn't know you could or couldn't say what uh, what you're working on. But no, 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 that's fine. Okay, uh, I literally can't think if if you were to place Reeves at a developer, like what what better one than the House of XCOM and you know yep. working on a Marvel game now? Like, um, I honestly I can't think of things I would be much more excited to work on other than maybe like a Zelda game, which right. what's the chances that I'll ever work on a yeah. Zelda game? Probably none. Well, so this is like <laughs> I'm very, very excited for this this game. Yeah. You know, I I think I give you a pretty good shot. Yeah. Honestly. All right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Someday I mean, you could. You I mean you were oh, okay, now, I, now, now, now I gotta go shoot for the stars again. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying, man, I've been waiting for ages for XCOM the collection. To go on sale on Switch, the week that you announced this news, I got it for five dollars on Amazon. So I'm just saying, you're already you're already putting the moves, already making things happen. Mm-hmm. There. I'm already knocking right. out of the park. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> this is how it's going to be. I can get used to this, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you? I think I think what I'm looking forward to most is playing, whether it's Midnight Suns or whatever comes next up for Axis, and just like hearing such a a reevesian joke i'm like oh that has to be ben like there's no one else who would who would make that joke just so, everything funny is something i did yeah i'll just keep yeah <laughs> that's what i'll think yeah um is there any way to quantify is there any way for you to like look back at your experience 15 years at gi and say what it means like have you reflected on that have you thought about that i have thought about you know what is some of the favorite stuff i've produced you know, so people want to like look back at stuff like the man on the street videos we did stuff like does do people know what the Wii U is? I think that was our first one, but stuff like that or who who makes Call of Duty. Those are some fun videos to look back at. Some of the rapid fires I did, you know, the one with Miyamoto and Anuma especially is a cherished memory. Uh, I've written some cover stories that I'm pretty proud of, like the Mega Man 11 one or most recently, more recently, Deathloop. I was pretty proud of that one. So. That's some content to, I guess, if you're for whatever reason, want to ingest my content. Uh, but I think that's <laughs> that's fun stuff. And just, mm-hmm. you know, I got an opportunity to host the podcast for for a little over a year. And that was fun and interview a bunch of devs. So I don't know how you would encapsulate 
my time at GI because it feels like it was constantly morphing and changing along with the right. industry. Because mm-hmm. when I started, oh gosh, when I started, the first Mass Effect hadn't even come out yet. We were all excited mm. for that. Like that was the release of the the PlayStation Three was coming out when I when I started. So it's it's been wild and it's been fun. Yeah, most definitely. Please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you've had other impacts, too, like with the you you I don't, I don't know if you spearheaded the internship program, but when we did interns, you were a big part of that, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So uh, I guess more internally speaking, one of my favorite mo- things that I've done over the years is just helping shape and edit people's work and help other people become, I think, better writers. So some of that has been with the internship program, as you mentioned, some of it has been spearheading the reviews section more recently. So stuff like Dan's Elden Ring review, I was first pass on that. And I kind of helped, you know, Dan maybe has a different side of the opinions, like damn you for all these edits. But uh, I think, you know, helping, yeah, wait a shape, minute. <laughs> helping shape our editorial voice and just become better communicators across the board. Definitely. And, you, and so I'm just going to keep throwing things on there. One yeah. of the more fun things I've done recently is that video gameography podcast with Marcus, which is our history podcast where we explore video games. We're finishing it off with Uncharted, which is one of my favorite series. Go listen to it. Marcus has big grand plans for the future of that podcast, which will continue without me. Yeah. So I was going to. OK, so Marcus is taking over as as the lead. Right. But he's it's the is the core of it going to stay similar or is he just. Is he a wild child? And we're going to see what, what happens with it. Has yeah, he said? he's a he's a wild card. You never know. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. fully know what his plans are. I think he's going to tinker with the formula maybe a little bit. And okay. you'll you know expect new voices. He'll continue to have awesome guests. But yeah. he will continue it. And he's told me a little bit about what he's planning. And I'm excited. I want I am generally excited to listen to the next series we, that they do after Uncharted. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you are, but you are going to finish out with what lost legacy that's a good question so this this coming saturday which if you haven't maybe you're listening to this on saturday i don't know we're dropping uncharted 3 that's my last official one as host but then i will sort of guest be a guest on uncharted 4 and lost legacy and then and then hopefully maybe someday come back as a guest for other things who knows Mm. yeah for sure. I uh, will. We'll have you on for I'm sure. Whoa, we could do. There's potential in the future to do a rapid fire with Ben with Reeves. You. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, is really, this is getting really meta right now. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> let's and go. And then you should just have me interview like I could ask the questions. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes, that would be incredible. There was. Oh my goodness. You know, I didn't mention replays. Replay was fun. There was an era when. Leo Vader was here writing all the replay skits and we were doing a you know video of me just Reeves play where I was <laughs> in all four chairs playing yeah. the game and yeah that was that almost broke my brain I think <laughs> trying to like talk to myself right and remember like what did I say the first time we recorded this and then trying mm, to do the, so the second loop and talk to talk to myself back yeah it was yeah. weird <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> I don't think I don't know if I've seen that one or not um do you have a favorite uh, like E3 PAX memory, like any of that from your time here? I mean, they're all great. I, you know, again, interviewing legendary developers. I remember interviewing Peter Molyneux once, you know, it was just like me and him in a room and there's no PR. It's like, this is weird to just can chat about anything or, you know, the times I've met again, Miyamoto uh, or 
uh, Sid Meier, who I guess I'll be working with now, which is weird. You know, it's just like here I met these legendary developers. Uh, that was always fun. Uh, seeing the show floor is obviously amazing and fun. I think just even like the my first E3 show up and you know, you'd you'd go up to like here's a party afterwards. I'm just like, hey, I'm I'm with Game Informer, and they're like, oh, Mr. Reeves, just come right in. It just like people already knew who I was, which was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, no, Doctor Bobby Reeves. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I did early on when I was a younger, more foolish man. I did sign up as Doctor Bobby, or no, Doctor Ben Reeves. Bobby Reeves is a different thing, but yeah, I signed up as Doctor Reeves for a few E3s. <laughs> That's incredible. You are you're a legend, sir. Um, mm-hmm. no, you you have, you know, speaking from Jay and my perspective, right, as interns, right, you you've been nothing but a positive uh light for us. And I know I'm better working with you and I'm gonna miss you, man. Um oh, it's thanks, been man. sure it's been, sure, been a lot of fun. So yeah. And you know what? I'll always think of you as an intern. <laughs> makes you feel better. <laughs> that means the world to me. It was weird when you asked me to get your coffee when we were doing work from home, but you know, it's one of those. Still waiting on that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be right over. Don't worry. So, but yeah, um, you know, you'll uh, fans at home. You know, this won't be the last you see of of uh, Doctor Bobby Reeves. You know, uh, doors always open for you whenever you want to come uh, back on the podcast. I don't know what your restrictions are for that, but um, yeah. One of one of the best to ever do it at GI, so yeah, um, thanks, man. Appreciate it, and thanks for everybody. You know, I got a lot of well wishes when I posted on Twitter on Monday, so I appreciate it. Thanks everybody for the support. Yeah, I hope hope you enjoy what I produce at, at Fraxis. Well, just the nature of how developers work. You know, got to go quiet for a while before you can show something off. Uh, so that'll be weird, but yeah, I'm excited to excited to do that. Excited to try my hand at that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Well. Uh, I don't, I don't have a good segue for that. I'm, <laughs> I'm still I'm tired of feeling a little emotional. It's okay. How you would know? you, how would you score the, the podcast so far, far? Like, how would you score what we've been doing? Hmm. I, I would definitely say, oh, I, I don't know if I can give another 10. We've already given a 10 this week oh, to, we did? To, mm. to a certain game called Elden Ring. The, uh, the little indie title from, from software. I don't know if you've heard of this. <laughs> Greatest things since sliced bread, apparently. Dan Tack, this is where I shut up and you do your thing. Okay. How the hell is Elden Ring? Well, I mean, you can check out the review on the site. It is a 10 out of 10. I would have scored it higher if I could, but we don't have that number system. Uh, Hold on. What <laughs> would you have scored this game if 10 wasn't? Uh, wasn't Let's go top? higher. Let's buy not an 11. Oh. I've, I've played mm. 10s, but okay. we can only go so high. Um, you know what I mean? So here I, we are. I, I think I feel like we're a broken record here a little bit because from the cover story and from all of y'all's video coverage, which you should go check out, youtube.com slash Game Informer, you kind of hinted and intimated like this is something different, right? There's there's like you just said, there's tens and then there's this, but you actually got to play through the full thing. You beat it, which mm-hmm. you're you're goddamn stud for that. Whoa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like what it, what is it that that elevates this past the normal from fair uh i mean the, the the design this is this is basically taking all the best things of everything that they've learned and accomplished over the last decade of games so you know since the, you know since demon souls essentially and putting them in one package that is all of their best accomplishments ever in the same place together the pinnacle of every kind of aspect from design to art all coming together to form something that is 
completely transformative in nature. You, the exploration is completely unknown to me from any other experience in an open world game. And, you know, I've played Breath of the Wild, played, I've played some really incredible open world games, but nothing feels like it does here where all the elements come together from, from music to, to animations to art to every, in every area and every experience you have in that game. And it's also personalized. My journey is going to be different than your journey and different than Alex's journey. We're going to do things in different orders. I'm going to find things he didn't find. He's going to find things I didn't find. And that's always been a really cool part about the From Games is coming together with the community to discover shared secrets. And I know I found some stuff that I don't think a lot of other people have yet, and I can't wait for them to see because it's incredible. The best stuff that I did find was uh, not on Critical Path. Mm-hmm. And it contains the best boss battle in From Software's games, which by which makes it the best boss battle ever. Uh, you know, wow. think about that. This is a, this is like let's 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 st- story time. Um, you know, I was cracking up against this fight for about an hour and a half, one a.m. ish. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna do the Souls thing and reset myself. This is clearly the hardest fight in this game, hardest fight in any From Software game, best fight in any From Software game immaculate and beautiful uh and terrifying all at once i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go to bed wake up refreshed grab a water and you know one and done when i wake up you're right instead i was sitting there just laying in bed going like all right hang on hang on i got it i got it i got it i got it just like come rushing out of bed get back up in my in my (laughs) jammies and i'm like you're going down (laughs) you (laughs) name i'm not gonna mention and it's just like <laughs> George R. R. Martin. <laughs> the fight is so freaking epic. Okay, I cannot. You know, it just sounds silly for me to say that, but here I am, a grown man in my PJs, you know, fighting off against the the biggest fight of my life, in, at three a.m. You know, and it got done. It's like it is the the soul's triumph experience times times whatever. It's it's a new level. Did you, you need to they, change they your pajamas themselves. afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I'm going to miss you, Reeves. Uh, that's why they call them PJs. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did sit there for a minute, though, and just be like, well, well wait, now, now what, right? <laughs> I wanted another one. I wanted to do it again right away. And you dare, can't do that, silly. So, dare but, I ask, what does, what does a Dan Tack pajama look like? Is it just like silk robes with the wolf from Dark Souls 1 on it? I do have a robe. There, there are no wolves on it. I do, I do tend to walk around with a robe. Uh, I'll show it to you sometime, Alex. That fits. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen it. Don't, don't worry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There are no wolves on it, though. Okay. But I think that, that experience right there really speaks to... I've never done that before in any of the other From Software games. I've never done any game. Just like sitting there in the middle of the night being like, I really want to go tackle, you know, the tackle that again. Not because it was like, you know... And people are going to hinge, uh, like with a lot of a lot of these games, people are going to hinge on difficulty. But there, are, this fight is just beautiful in its design and construction, and all of the elements of it coming together. It is the best one of these kind of fights they've ever done, and they're really good at these. The best boss fights in video game history are in From Software games with this kind of experience, and they one up their own game with this. This is just one example. For for example, let me talk about how this fight was different in another sense. To get there, you had to solve a secret that takes you to another area which, in which you have to solve another secret to even unlock this gigantic dungeon where this boss is in. Mm. So that, that to me is Elden Ring. Going somewhere and find, just finding things. And I know that sounds like, you know, some, some, you, know you find everything, you know, doing shrines in, in, in Zelda or whatever. It's not like that. 
it's you are in this world. You are an entity in this world with your own agency to do to go wherever and do whatever. And it's not going to like lead you there. It's not going to say, hey, buddy, right. <laughs> you're going to go do that thing next. Yeah. No, How you're... active is the open world, Dan? Because I know a lot of open world games, when you think of those today, you think of like the Far Cry formula, the Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just a bunch of dots on a map full of here's a mini side quest. Are there side quests or is the, the world, do you interact with the world differently than that? There are there are multiple endings and side quests and different experiences you can have. It's not a super di- it's not a dynamic open world, right? You're not going to go someplace and it's going to be different um, than going to at a different time. But it is it is not a it is not a, a breadcrumb basket. There are very for those players, I, I feel like some players could have been completely overwhelmed by how open it is and without any guidance. I know some players really don't like that, and they can feel it can feel very overwhelming. So there is like a very a very loose like go in this direction if you want to find the next main story beat. They have that for you. Other than that, you will not receive any kind of like quest markers or big flashing lights or anything like that. While there are many quests to do and NPCs to interact with, more than any of the other games, um, they will not put blinking lights on the board. There are a few exceptions where people will mark things on your map. Uh, very few. Um, you You have free reign. Uh, one of the first things I did was try to sequence break the game at a, at a bunch of different junctures. You know me. That's what I like to do. Probe the walls. And guess what? Almost every single time, I found an alternate way to get somewhere. There was, there's one major boss in the game that you, can, that you can get to without even doing their dungeon. They have a mm. full-fledged legacy dungeon that you can go through. You might not even find... There, there's at least three ways to get to that boss that I know of. Um, and I'm sure Jeez. there's more. There, there is an incredible breadth and depth of just like, how do I want to tackle this? It's not just, I'm going to go over here and do this activity and get a reward. And you might think that going in. I know people during the, the early stuff, even the, the really great early stuff we saw, are like, oh, that catacombs is like two rooms with a couple of imps in it and a treasure at the end. Later on, those catacombs and tombs and stuff, they are much more advanced. You will have to use your noggin to figure out how to get through uh, to get those rewards. And they might even lead you to new areas. Maybe the catacombs doesn't end with a treasure box. Maybe it ends by going out into a whole new area or another way to get to an area that you hadn't seen before. These are not like constructed designy activities, right? It's not tower here, uh, horde mode here, other thing here, checkpoint here. It's, it is all... It feels natural. Sure, if we think about it in game design terms, all of these all these elements can be boiled down to that. But you never feel like that when you're in the game. You feel like you are on an adventure, and you are, <laughs> you are, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, t- to me, honestly, like this this sounds kind of overwhelming. Is it is it that purposeful design that keeps it from being too much, right? Or what is, what is it? What's the sure. secret sauce there that makes it like it is manageable? It is, too, it is too much, and that's what makes it awesome. <laughs> you uh, you may I took notes, and I think you should too. Actually, if you're going to play this, um, there are there are a lot of great markers you can put on your map for like points of interest and things you see in the distance. You know, if you can see it, you can go there. You, you can mark it. Um, but if you find yourself in mysterious places, try to like write down how you got there, just in case you need to come back there later to replicate that. Got it. Because otherwise, you might find yourself like I don't think people realize how big this game is. It's enormous, and you can find yourself halfway across a world and then realize, you know what? There's that thing. 
that thing at that place that maybe might might have some interesting interactions with this other thing I'm doing right now. Be too detailed. I don't want to be. This, <laughs> this this journey, like the the temptation to spoil a lot of these things, is is there for sure. But this game, the the one word that if I want to use that other than adventure, which is fitting, would be discovery. And I don't want to take that away from anybody as they go through this. This is this is an experience that you only get to have once. And I regret that immensely having, you know, I, I'll never get to fight that one boss again for the first time. Yeah. Um, God, How's it's... the moment to moment action? Like uh, a lot of people decry from software games as being hard games. And I think you're on the side of, they're not so hard as they're just very deliberate. You got to be intentional with every attack and be cautious and aware of your surroundings. Is the moment to moment, is it kind of what we expect from from games at this point? Is there something new to the action? You'll, you'll definitely be challenged. Um, how, how much you want to be challenged is kind of up in the player's hands. Uh, like I said, that fight that I was talking about, that's optional and locked away. You do not need to ever engage with that battle. And I think the, the core fans are going to be the ones who seek that one out. Um, critical Path, you've got all kinds of options from, from multiplayer to the fact that it is an open world. If you get stuck, go somewhere else. You've got a lot of places to go. You're going to get much bigger and more powerful and, and unlock many more options by exploring. And you're encouraged to do so. Um, I know people, you know, I, I didn't want to take on any of the major bosses right away. I just wanted to go and see everywhere I could go. And I found some sequence breaking there to get me past areas I probably wasn't supposed to be in. And I just kept going. You can just keep going. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it is a world that begs to be explored. It does play differently than other games, like the other From games, in terms of how it engages with the player. And I know... Uh, the concept of it being hard is, is often, unfortunately, the only topic that comes up when these games are discussed. And we neglect to discuss many of the other incredible elements. Um, this game is completely breathtaking. Completely. The action is basically the same. It's like very deliberate combat. The action is deliberate I combat. And I think, I think in this game specifically, in comparison, direct comparison as you wanted to the other games, uh, you have many more customization options in this one because of the way they've lined up the new systems. You can take one ability from one weapon Stick it on another weapon. You can take the stat scaling on one weapon, put it on another weapon. So you can create the int sword of your dreams, or you know, you could you could you could make this has more class customization and diversity than any of their games on a on a scale of magnitude that has not been even touched yet. You can make your own choose your own adventurer for your choose your own adventure here. Do you do you find because like one of my favorite parts of y'all's super replay with Marcus was his uh, inability to uh, let go of the shield in Demon Souls, right? That was um, so funny. It was yeah. Uh, is is there a path for poor Marcus in this game if he of wants course. to do like a sword and shield versus big man club running well, hold in on, and hold annihilating? On. Hold on. At one point in time, I was running around with a giant anchor I saw that, that I was swinging Incredible. around. They have everything. So yeah. shield builds are very viable. Marcus was just playing shield wrong. Okay, there's a big, big difference there. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I knew we were never going to get anywhere with the way he was. I mean, he was putting, right. he was he was using a dex blade with a strength build. I mean, that's not a good idea. <laughs> what an idiot, right? Guys? Yeah. So all we did was give him a strength sword. No, no, no. We're just, we're just going to, yeah, you can, you can even run dually shields in this game, I think. I think there are builds for that. Like you can actually just dual wield shields and use shield arts. If you want, I think that's a viable build. You can certainly shield builds are everything is viable in its own way, and people okay. are going to have fun messing around with the most absurd uh, items and weapons and stuff. Especially as people find the more unique stuff. Like there's some really 
I don't want to say out of place because this is a fantasy world of of epic proportions. But there's some stuff you might not, you might be surprised uh, by what kind of tools you'll have access to. Yeah, for sure. Hey, is and this guy crazy? <laughs> which one? Him? Yeah, no, yeah. I've, I've, Are I've all been, of his? I don't. I. I mean, I agree. I agree. And this is coming from the perspective, right, of someone who has little to no experience with Soulsborne games. I a long time ago, not really a long time, ago, a couple months ago, I tweeted. That I was gonna hop into uh, Sekiro, I think. I don't know if y'all remember that. Um, I, I remember. I remember tweeting. I was the gonna game hop into or the that. tweet? Uh, the tweet. Well, the tweet. I, like I, yeah. it's like probably my most popular tweet ever. Um, <laughs> but I hopped into the, like eleven likes or something. But I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna play Sekiro, and I, and I remember Dan said you should play bloodborne first i, I definitely never ever ever recommend sekiro to play first um yeah i'm pretty sure you were just like play bloodborne so first i was like <laughs> yeah. so i i played sekiro anyway and that didn't go well so then i went to play bloodborne and i'm not gonna lie that didn't go well either and that's not on those games it's the has those games i played like maybe an hour of each and i thought they were both incredible it was, it was definitely on me um but I knew that Dan was super excited about Elden Ring, and even though I wasn't great at the other games, I was like, you know, I want to, I want to try Elden Ring. I want to play it. And even I feel like this is a game we're going to be talking about forever. And I've hardly made any of the progress Dan has made. Um, I am still working through the first boss, like twenty hours in. But it's true, like, like the discovery aspect of it. You can go anywhere. Um, and sure, that could be overwhelming. But I don't. I feel like I've never really seen, um, like, an open world designed in a way where like there there are still aspects of the game that might direct you somewhere. But then you'll go to the bottom of the map, and then you'll be directed to keep going that way. So it's like the story beats are really checkered throughout the map, and you, there, there's no right way to do anything. Um, I remember I played with AVA, and I I remember asking him, um, "Is there a wrong way to play this game?" And immediately he was like, "No." And it was like that's awesome. You, that that's like so cool that um, that so it, it can be fine tailored to my viable. experience. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been doing that for twenty hours. Yeah, so. that'll be my attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's incredible. Um, it's a, it feels like a horror game at least for an amateur like me. Um, and the atmosphere is super oppressive in the best way possible. I dream about the game, you know, I, I, I don't know if that sounds ridiculous, but I do dream about it. And it's just it's just so good. I'm really excited for people to hop in, veterans and amateurs alike. I think there's something to gain from it, even if you're not making the same progress as someone who's been playing for years. Right. So, um, mm -hmm. so. Well, and that that yeah. makes me me feel me personally feel really good because, you know, mm -hmm. no, you know, I I was looking forward to hear Dan talk about it, but also like, you know. I, if you've listened to the show, you know my history was from the game. It's not much, right? It's, right. it's dabbling here. It's 30 hours in Dark Souls 3, but that's pretty much it. So mm. um, I guess I pose the same question to you then, Jay, what I asked Dan earlier. Like, you as a newbie, like, is that is it just that that palpable sense of discovery? Is that just what it's like? I don't, this is overwhelming and this is hard and I don't care. Like, is that the driving force here? Or what was it for you? Um, I just think there are just so many novel things around every corner right mm -hmm. um and sure it's frustrating when you've accumulated um a bunch of runes and you're just like oh but i want to like maybe just keep going to see what's around the corner and then you just get murdered right um and you have to like work your way back to get those things and sure that's frustrating um but 
like it just it, it feels just naturally built into the loop at, at a certain point you just have to accept the fact that if you're going to keep exploring there's going to be danger and you're probably going to die um but it's always fun to it's kind of fun to re-experience that and maybe come back and just be better um so yeah i don't know i i guess after a while i did realize like hey this is going to be overwhelming i don't know how to play you know what mm -hmm. i mean i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what's right i'm still using like a sword and a shield because i'm scared um but like i i know eventually i might not have to do that anymore right and right. i'm willing to put the hours in for that so i yeah i think you just sort of suspend your disbelief a little bit i think you sort of um i think i think you just sort of accept that there's going to be so much death it, like just so much you know um and you just kind of got to be okay with that because if you're not okay with that you're just going to miss out on like a like really a once in a generation game it feels that way right and i have not even seen like i feel like i haven't even seen one percent of what this game has to offer and it feels like i need to keep playing or i'm i'm gonna miss out you know yeah um yeah wow look at that also mm -hmm. i found your tweet it says gonna try sekiro it'll be my first from software game oh you right. found it yeah yeah, 13 yeah, likes. Right. <laughs> 13 yeah likes. You know, right yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting up there Ver verified next baby you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'd be verified already if you play bloodborne first <laughs> oh well, there you go oh that's what we're okay see i can't get verified either and play bloodborne yeah I that's see how the twitter works here. guys you yeah. don't understand. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> run by miyazaki uh <laughs> alex van aiken yes look at you beautiful boy uh, with the green in there you know you've you've sat sat patiently listening to these fools talk about elden ring <laughs> once in a generation this blah 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 that it's not breath of the wild right is it um it is uh i'm not going to be that guy today where i compare the game to breath of the wild as much as i want to uh i, I think it i and so it man's, is, it is, a co-host on a podcast as the only opportunity to do that and he doesn't know do okay <laughs> um what do i want to say about this game first of all we only had about a week with the game. So I'm like hesitant to make these sweeping statements as much as I, hell, I'm just going to do it anyways. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Breath of the Wild on, is Dan my favorite. Yeah. Breath of the Wild is like on any given day, like my favorite game. Uh, that and World of Warcraft. And there have been several days playing Elden Ring where I'm like, this is better than, than either of those. Like I just am enjoying myself so much. It is certainly the best game I've played in the last five years. It is just full of curiosity. And I know it's cliche to say like there's surprises around every corner. Truly in this game, everywhere you go, even in like the, the most innocuous places, you can find something that is magical. Like, and I'm watching footage right now, my, my footage that I captured. Um, I put 33 hours into this game during the review process. Um, for for somebody who who just does the video versions of these reviews, typically I get what I need after like five hours and then I'm good to go. Uh, Elden Ring, I I cannot put down. It is incredible. Um, I love all. I I was kind of worried going in whether or not I would resonate with the the fiction and like the the world itself, the lands between, because that's kind of always been a little bit. Um, a barrier for me and from software mm. games like mm. um just like their particular style of fantasy or the eldritch horror sort of settings the victorian london you know um they were cool for sure but didn't necessarily like tickle my fancy all the way uh this game and i don't know if it's just they've had so many years to like to work on this and they had or they had george r, r. martin help 
create this world. I don't know what his contributions even were. Uh, regardless, the fiction and the setting is so interesting to me. There are like, just like the the background lore of the characters. Like there's one section of the game, we've talked about it in the preview coverage, uh, about just like how there's like, there's an obsession with like grafting body parts from from other tarnished and like there's certain people in this world that are using others body parts to become more powerful it's like a weird it's a like dan says it's a i think in his review says it's like a dark and twisted fantasy um and what is that how is that all presented to you because in the past the lore that mm. the, that from creates is always pretty interesting but the way yeah. they they tell that story is Cryptic. Well, I mean, the way they tell it is also very interesting in a different kind of way. Is the storytelling here a little more front facing? Is it easier to digest? Every kind of uh, every kind of realm has their own kind of narrative that interacts with the other realms. Sort of how they how the key figures and players are have their goals and motivations for this universe. Um, the very big story beats are very easy to understand as you move through the game. Um, the side tales and exactly the relationship between some characters can be more you got to go down a rabbit hole to figure out a little bit more so that's very traditional from software storytelling but the but the main beats like this is the main thing that you are doing on this uh on this you know there are different endings in this ending you're doing this in this ending you're doing that those are very easy to understand i think but as far as getting into the exacting nature of things it may be helpful to like go into the dialogue with characters and do specific quest chains, but okay. um, each realm has its own identity, and I think it's really strong. You can tell it was like built that way. Mm -hmm. Like Limgrave is, you know, this color scheme and this kind of feel, whereas later you'll go to like a place like you know the mountain, which is very different, or or the plateau. God, so, oh, these these they have zones, a plateau people, and a mountain. See, I I've played thirty three hours. I haven't even seen that. I don't know. I don't I haven't seen this mountain, Dan. Right, and um, these places they're still not even. Oh God, later the stuff that you can get to later, my friends. You're such a oh, you're such Just a tease. Yes. I love, but I'm not teasing. I want to keep it. <laughs> I will not deny a player that first time experience of seeing these places oh that wasn't a shot i just love it i think my favorite part of this pre-release cycle was everyone posting their their little gifts and their little memes on the yeah. timeline and i was i was i was loving you know what? it that should tell you something because i never do that no right? uh -uh. I, I get the embargo and then i don't say anything until the embargo that's it <laughs> yo i don't say anything i don't if, tease anything it felt like everyone on the on the timeline was was <laughs> was doing the the little Elden Ring period because that doesn't break embargo, you know. <laughs> right, you're not hey, you're not saying hey, nothing. That's, yeah. that's a game name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like I like posting you know random gifs. Yeah. My, uh, I'm sorry. What? Nothing. What are you sorry. like posting? Like peanut butter? Yeah. Listen, technically they are gifs, but I don't. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I just I'm I said a second ago I am watching my footage as we talk. I literally just got to a part, and this is like the the core Elden Ring experience for me. I went and tried to open a chest and it was the room filled with smoke and it teleported oh, me to yes. a different area. Yes. I yes. fought my way out of that area and then I came out of the cavern into a hellish Oh yeah. Place. You did that too? You did that yes. too? Oh, yes. yes. Dude, so, dude. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, those those are like people were asking if the mimics were gonna be in this game. Um, so yeah, the teleport traps, that's a, that's a new way to sort of 
scare the player and yeah oh, they can well, go on alex tell yeah. us what happened i'm watching my myself and like watching my gameplay right now and i'm just checking my map like over and over like looking around at this hell landscape checking my map and i'm on the opposite side of the world <laughs> and then I, I run back into the cavern and and leave yeah that's amazing oh, yeah yeah and uh, like, I'm, i was just gonna say to to, to ava's point like yeah there's there's like reward and the frustration with something like that because you you kind of also get to see what's like in store you know like what what's waiting for you out in the world even if you're not ready for it and i don't know i just think there's something really exciting about that i died a gazillion times in that area just trying to get out of that damn cavern but like <laughs> if you are willing to to kind of go and explore there are truly like so many curiosities like also the the weapons and rewards and armor pieces that you can find just by doing the most random thing. Um, it's awesome, you know? I don't wanna give specifics because I, I don't wanna spoil anything for people, but right. there are, if you, you will see so many things in the distance, and Dan's already mentioned this, go check it out, go see what it's about. If you can figure out how to maybe, maybe there's like a, um, a guarded, you know, caravan or something, try to figure out what they're guarding, you know? I bet there's probably something there. And when you open that up, oh my gosh, like, I, oh, it's so good. <laughs> a Alex, are you a From fan? Vinny, can you I, use like a From fan before this? I, I my, I'm, it's complicated. Um, <laughs> like I said, I've played several From games. Uh, the only one I've beaten was recently, that was Bloodborne. And I played it in anticipation of this game so that I could have a, a greater context for mm. kind of understanding From software games. And I feel like that did help me, actually. I felt yeah, like I'm just trying to get a sense because I know, I mean, it feels like Dan was predisposition to love this game because he loves yeah. from, but I was trying to get I feel like I'm in the middle somewhere. People who closer to closer camp, to beginner. I feel where, like. Yeah, I don't totally like I don't hate from games, but I, I've never fallen in love with them the way right. a lot of other people have. But hearing you guys talk about it, you're like, well, oh, this is the best game ever. I'm like. Is this, it seems like this is somehow resonating with people who have not traditionally loved from games, which is exciting, but I'm also hearing you talk about it. And I'm like, this just sounds like another from game. Like I can't quite put my finger on what the difference is. It seems like you got to play it to really understand. I think it's the number one, the quantity of rewards and like, I feel like there were definitely moments in, in Bloodborne. I could speak to that. Right where I would go and off the beaten path and find something really great. Um, but I feel like Elden Ring just takes that concept and just amplifies it by a hundred. And then also the fact that the whole game can be a, a divergence if you want it to be like, I felt like in Bloodborne, there were like brief moments where like, okay, like I have to go this way eventually. Sure. There might be a couple secrets or spots here, uh, or winding paths to like take me somewhere else. But at the end of the day, I need to go back here to, you know, see the next thing. Uh, and Elden Ring, it is like Dan said, like you can go anywhere. And when you mm -hmm. compile that with that, that idea of like, we're going to reward you for, for your exploration, not just like with like, Oh, here's some XP points for finding a new area. Like I'm going to give you really awesome rewards that somebody else might not ever find because you chose to go and open up this chest in this, this set of ruins. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, Ben. I think yeah, it's, I well, I mean, it's, it's clear that you guys are effusive about it, but when you say like, you can go anywhere, it's like, that's something open world games have been doing for 20 years. So like, I, that doesn't yeah. like really blow my mind. Here's how, here's how it's, it's because of the from formula prior to this 
was you have really awesome dungeons, right? But it's dungeon one connected to dungeon B and C, and you can go to B or C. Now you can go, the, changing that formula to having their amazing level design and structure combined with this vast open space full of stuff to find really does change how the game is approached because, and especially for newcomers, um, if you get stuck on a boss in, in a Souls game, for instance, you have to figure out how to beat that boss or grind until you're big enough to kill it. Here, just go somewhere else. And I don't mean just go somewhere else for five minutes. I mean, go somewhere else for 15 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can come back and just destroy the, you just destroy that boss. That's something you can't do in a Souls game. Right. And I, I think, Ben, the thing that this game does that other open world games don't do for me, I feel like, how do I articulate this? Um, I'm not a big fan of open world games. Uh, I, I feel like I, I play a lot of them, but none of them really, even though I'll, that, like you said, it's standard fare to like be able to go anywhere in an open world game right now. Like in 2022, that's just like, that's an open world game. Yeah, you can go anywhere. I feel like the the motivation, I have motivation to do so in this game that I don't in others. And I don't know if I think a part of it is the the varied sites and, and encounters and, and all that. Like the sheer epic scale of the encounters that you can discover. Like the side moments in this game feel like the main moments in other games. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say something that'll probably get me in trouble. But, uh, in, in, in Elden Ring, you are exploring to survive in, in other, in other open world games, you're exploring some stupid hideout just because you want to get an achievement or something. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody cares. No, who would you no, get in trouble with for saying that? Nobody cares at the end of the day, <laughs> what you do, what you do at bandit camp five, six or seven, nobody. Yeah. Not even you, but <laughs> in, in Elden Ring, you could find something that will change your entire play style. You never know. You never know what it's going to be. There is a true sense of wonder to that and not just that you're going through the motions of completing an open world activity when you find a new location. And I'm not saying all open world games are designed that way, but I'm saying that is definitely a facet of open worlds where you have, these are the five different activities you can do on the map if you want to do them. And and nobody yeah. really cares if you do them. And I mean, here, there, there have been here, rewards. The motivation to do them here is intrinsically tied to the From Software base formula, well, uh, if you will. And and I guess I disagree with the idea that all open world games are like let you go anywhere because technically that's right. But like Horizon, right? Horizon, you I, I'm playing through it right now. You go way into the map you're punished because you're facing a level 40 machine at level 15. There's no real reward there where it sounds like this. And that's why Breath of the Wild was so great, right? Like, yeah, you'd run into a, what, a lion or lichen or whatever they were called, Lionel. right? Lionel, mm-hmm. thank you. Lionel Richie. And, you know, you would avoid <laughs> it, but like there was some reward to that. There was some sense of discovery. There was a shrine there, right? And it sounds like this, even though I'm sure people are rolling their eyes at the Breath of the Wild um, um, comparison, right? It it feels like it's more rewarding in in that way, like like Zelda was in, in 2017. Yes, we have to talk about Breath. <laughs> it, of yeah, it, exactly. It gave me the Breath of the Wild feels like yeah. over and over again. But there were definitely moments where it, exce- it exceeded that for me. I think. Yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of statement I hesitate to say because I've had a week to play this game. Um, but it's yeah, it's also fair yeah. to talk about moments, right? There's moments oh, yeah. in Horizon yeah. that supersede like Halo Three for me. You know what I mean? Like in, in moments are moments. Like you're not making yeah, but like yeah. Elden Ring, 
is full of those moments. Yeah. Like it is mm-hmm. ridiculous. I, I, yeah, I well, love that you guys are so excited about it. It just feels like a game I'm not really going to fully understand the enthusiasm until I actually play it. Yeah, that's right. fair. Maybe that's I agree. It, it, it is an experience. It is an experience that, I mean, I would say has to be, exp- do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, just do I mean, it. Just and of course, And of course, yeah, I know some people are going to be like, yo, Dan's just a From fanboy, but... You know, I, I hope that the other perspectives here can can help flesh. I that am out. not a from fanboy. No, yeah, I at all. I have like an, two hours clocked into the whole series before this game. So, and also, I mean, I did talk to Dan throughout this this process. I talked to Jay like once. Like, it's not yeah, like we're that's like, true. yeah, it's not <laughs> like we're like, dude, this game's so great, man. What do you think? Like, we <laughs> we both played fairly separately from each other, and both came yeah. to the same conclusion with wildly different experiences. Um with this game and past games, right? Mm. It it is I think that speaks to, you know, the potency of this this uh this experience. It's very good. Cool. Um quickly before we get off it, Dan, uh one question I did want to answer is this is combat more Dark Souls, Bloodborne, or Sekiro, or is it just a mishmash of all of them? It's all of them actually okay. together, which is interesting, right? You have yeah. uh Sekiro's posture system is there behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of getting away from the R1 spam and roll spam that has been a big part of Souls, Mm -hmm. uh, as many Souls players know. So you'll be using jump attacks and charge attacks a lot more if you're going to be a melee combatant. Uh, And you can actually, again, you can build your own character. So you can take the Bloodborne Quick Step and add it to your kit through an Art of War. If you you want to play it like Blood, you want to play Speed Demon, go ahead. Mm -hmm. You want to play the Big and Burly, you can do it. but all those combat systems are basically there and refined. They, it is basically a a new amalgamation of multiple of their old, you know, kind of systems. So okay. it's new, but you'll feel at home if you've already played Soul stuff. But you'll have to change it up a little bit differently for sure. And then the last question I have, and I'll, I'll make or I'll make a statement, and you say yes or no, and why quickly, Dan. Here is Elden Ring is From's most approachable game. Yes or no. I mean, I, there's no right way to answer this. Mm. Uh, Maybe Jay should answer this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anyone I, has an I opinion, right? I, can, I can't I answer it. Can do it. Yeah. Um, the answer is yes, but not in the ways that you that that is you know that the discourse is saying. It is not easier. You will be challenged. In in the sense that it's the most approachable is that you do have lots of tools at your disposal. Whether or not you're willing to use them. That's up to you, and I hope that you do use them, especially if the if these if the From Software games have intimidated you in the past, you stayed away from them for that reason. You've got spirit summons that can help you out a lot with bosses. You've got other players to call upon. Perhaps the most fundamental difference here that we've talked about a lot is that if you do get stuck stuck at a at a challenging encounter, there are many other things for you to do. Uh, right, feels like an endless amount of things that you could be doing other than bashing your head against the boss. Also, when it comes to bashing your head against a boss, which is, you know, that's going to happen eventually, right? Um, there are no, none of those runbacks that people have complained about a lot right. in the series. You're right at that boss, ready to go again. Just get right back into the fight. Pick it up. Go, go, go. No, like, no running back through halls full of monsters. You're just back in the battle. That honestly, it may sound dumb. That is one of the most the things I'm most excited about for this game. No, yeah. it's a great quality of life that improvement. Is makes me more excited than oh, you can go anywhere. Like, it's yeah. like a, that's <laughs> so. And those yeah. uh, the, there have been quality of life improvements that make it more approachable. But I don't want to mislead anybody. You will still be challenged. Mm. Um, We're talking about again, approachability, not 
accessibility, not difficulty, right? We're yep. talking about is, is, are there things, are there quality of life things that make this a little bit more modern than some of the other stuff? And it sounds and yeah, like absolutely. the answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for the most part, I don't know if, I'm sorry, it's been a long talk. I don't know if we've said this. <laughs> yeah. Um, the walk to bosses in most cases is very short. Um, like you don't have to there. I can think of one exception um, where like I had to trek across the map again to go and try my hand at that boss again. But there's, but there's, I can't remember what you call them, Dan, but there are checkpoints right next stakes to of Stakes of Marika are near. I, I can't, I, I don't know what, what encounter Alex is talking about, but I cannot recall an encounter that I had to actually run back to. Okay. I always got to start right there. Okay. Then maybe I missed, um, mm. I might've missed That's a statue a, yeah. or a site. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. <laughs> Which is possible. Yeah. Well, gang, I thought this was a, a fascinating discussion. If you want more, uh, we have so much more. We did Elden Ring was our cover story last month. Uh, time doesn't make sense anymore. So we have so much. I think it was last month, right? Yeah. What is, what is time? <laughs> what is time? Yeah. <laughs> when you're listening to this in 2024, it won't matter anyways. But go to YouTube.com. Go to Game Informer. We have so much more Elden Ring stuff. We have a lot more to come too, which is exciting. Uh, we're just getting started, baby. So um, contrary to popular belief, though, there are other games out besides Elden Ring that uh, that we're Wait. checking out. I Dan, Wait, no, I know what? <laughs> we purposely we moved Dan, right? We took him from his old apartment, <laughs> put him in this new one and just said, you have to play Elden Ring. And that's all. So that's that all that happened. You know, uh, Joe Biden's still the president. I don't know if you know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Uncharted, the movie made a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know. There's a whole world out there. Genuinely forgot that came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but Ben, you got to play something uh, besides Elden Ring, right? That you wanted to talk right. about? Yeah. Something I was I was actually excited about. So get, get out of the, move out of the way, Elden Ring. <laughs> Here comes Far Changing Tides. <laughs> this is a <laughs> sequel to uh, Far Loan Sales, which is a... I keep comparing it to in, uh, Inside in Limbo. So it's a, one of those side-scrolling, pretty-looking, sort of atmospheric game. But it's not grim and... And macabre like inside but it does have some of those vibes where you're you're going from left to right and solving puzzles basically solving atmospheric puzzles and i like it i i don't think it's quite as polished as something like inside limbo but those games are hyper polished so you know if you played far loan sales you probably know what you're in for gimmick hook of this game and loan sales was now you have a vehicle. So in the last game, you were you're managing this. It was like a land sled thing. And now you're in the water. So like that's the big, hey, hey. big innovation. We're in water now. <laughs> yeah. You have a sail. You're trying to manage the wind speed, manage your sail. You eventually earn upgrades for your vehicle that lets you, you know, have an engine and, and other things down the line. It's really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, 10 out of 10 is what I'm giving it. No, I'm <laughs> it's not quite Elden Ring, but I, you know, it's in the eights. I'm still finishing up the review. Again, if you like that first one, there's just, it's more of that game. So it's, it's, it's more far than sales. It's pretty easy bite size. You can beat it in a weekend if you want type cool. thing. So, so when I hear the comparison to limbo and inside, right, that, that obviously the side scrolling comes to mind, but like, you know, why I think those are some of the best games, in my opinion, are because of the story, right? Is, is, I don't, I don't want, I don't expect it to be that good, right? But is the story 
good in this? Like, is that is that something that you've been enjoying or is it more about the puzzles that you're enjoying about this? Definitely more of a tone piece. It, like those other games we mentioned, it's it's all atmospheric storytelling. So there's no spoken lines of dialogue. You're a character for the most part. You're just by yourself throughout this whole game. But the uh, the world sort of tells a story, right? There's clearly something happened with the world and things aren't quite right. And you're trying to journey from one place to find a presumably new home or something, right? So it's one of those I, I do. It's more about the vibe. Atmospheric narrative than it is about the, you know, quote unquote storytelling. It's a more chill, mellow game. Those feel like the wrong words because there are times where I was engaged in a puzzle that was, you know, you're figuring things out. So it's it's a very active game. But there are moments also where you're just journeying across the sea and the, the game looks pretty and you're just kind of enjoying the atmosphere for a minute. Okay, cool. Atmospheric storytelling, water. This sounds like Elden Ring to me. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, yeah. Did you play it? This sounds like a really good uh, Switch game. Where did you play it? Where is it available? I played it on my PlayStation, okay. but it is based on everything. It's on Switch, Xbox, PC. So is that going to be your last review for GI? It'll be my last review for unless you have me oh. guest review something else. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It probably won't happen. But yeah. yeah, actually, could you review Elden Ring for us? I don't know how we're going to cover that. <laughs> yeah. OK, we'll go check it out. Do you you said review is coming to the site pretty soon? Yeah, pretty soon. It should. It might even be out by the time you're listening to this podcast. OK, got to finish it up. It'll be out this week for sure. Cool. OK, good to know. See, there's other stuff out there. Um, Alex, Jay, do you have any anything you've been playing that you want to talk about? I've been playing uh, outside of Elden Ring. Um, the only game I've played for two hours is Neon White. Yeah. A new game from Ben Esposito. Um, I think Annapurna is publishing this. The Donut County guy, right? This new game is a level based um, platformer, FPS platformer, I would say. And you are in heaven. You are playing a demon named Neon White. The neons are these people that essentially are like going to heaven or hell. You're there's neons are, are angels, I guess. I don't know. You're playing as the white one, neon white. There's neon yellow, neon red, and they all have like different characters and personalities. And there's sort of like a visual novel component. You can skip through that if you want. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so they are these short, like 30 second levels where you are parkouring and running and shooting and jumping and all sorts of stuff through this level. But your main mechanic, your main like movement is tied to cards. And so for instance, the yellow card that you get, um, and these cards are like placed on the map. You don't start with them. You have to pick them up or loot them from the enemies you kill. Um, For instance, the yellow one is a pistol. Mm. And so the pistol has like six bullets in it. And if you use all the bullets, the card is no longer in your hand. Um, but if you, you can use, you can shoot it and save a bullet and then you can discard the card yourself. And that allows you, that card lets you jump. So you could jump twice if you, so you could jump midair, shoot an enemy and, uh, click the button to throw away the card halfway in the air and you'll get a double jump out of that. Okay. One card is like an LMG. And if you discard it, it throws a sticky bomb explosive that destroys groups of enemies, but you can also use it as a jump boost. 
like the halo super jump right, halo right. rocket jump yeah um and yeah they are these intricate um sometimes very simple sometimes intricate um just levels of heaven and you are trying to get to the checkpoint at the end with the best score possible and so it has been a, an exercise in uh speed running and trying to beat my friend's scores on every map uh last night we were there's four of us on a call me jesse vitelli uh eric um van allen from destructoid okay there's three of us in the call i can't do math <laughs> yeah. um and we were all sitting there like beating each other's scores like oh i'm gonna go to the sixth level and i think i've got a strategy for how i can shave off a couple seconds off my run um and then they would go back and beat the score i beat like 10 minutes ago and it was a really fun speed running um experience and i think that is going to be the main draw to this game like you are going to be replaying levels and trying to beat your best score there are moments where it feels like mirror's edge um there are it, it is a weird game a very weird game and the card system is really um it takes a second to get used to but it is really cool you know prioritizing your path maybe you don't have to go the way that you think you do maybe there's another way around because you run faster on certain surfaces like water you run the fastest on and so maybe instead of going up you know this this step to like get this enemy in his card maybe i can skate around on the, on the water jump up kill him real quick get his card and that'll shave off three seconds off my time right it is that sort of experience um it's very stylish it reminds me of like devil may cry in some ways and like in terms of like it's significance on like its attention to style you know what i mean mm -hmm. like that is such a big part of the experience um but yeah it's a it's a it's a platformer fps platformer it's a weird game um go check it out on uh, it's on the steam steam demo fest, fest. yeah 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 for it's, sure it's on you can go and play it right now cool um it's it's, it's a lot of fun there you go neon white nice quickly before we go i know it's not as pressing as some of the other stuff but i did want to talk about the fact that i have been playing earthbound uh on switch that's right folks i'm not i'm not one of those guys on stream getting all excited for this that and the other thing and not playing it no sir actually trying it um and innings or earthbound earthbound i talked to uh one john carson of game informer and he was like i was like do i have to play the nes beginnings one and he was like no just just play earthbound so far so good i'm surprised that how well that game holds up and i think uh having it on switch online has been nothing but a benefit because i'm gonna stir some people up ready the rewind feature works perfectly in that game oh my goodness um because i'm like That's controversial dude. controversial <laughs> i know right well it's like you didn't actually beat the game in real life it's like no 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 don't don't give me that so um it's i the charm is still you know in your face there like you know it, it I, i'm starting to understand why this is so beloved right of a, of a title right the music is still just perfect um which i was excited you know i was excited to see why this was the way it was and you know normally like when i look at like those original dragon quest games right and it's the the combat is just your first person view of who you're fighting and that's it I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't have time for this, right? I'm, I'm not interested in this, but I don't know. I think it's because the characters are so quirky or how it handles it. I don't know. I'm into it um, in ways that I was like, okay, I may, I may cruise around on it a little bit, but that's it. But like, I'm actually finding that I really 
really am enjoying it for for the combat because of the intrigue of of the story, right? Because that that's one where it's like I don't know. Other than me hating my friends playing NES and Smash, like I don't know a ton about that story, you know. Um, and so having it on Switch, having the rewind feature there, if you know to restart a battle, right? Or if I, I goofed an exploration and stuff, I I am really really. Oh, excuse me, I'm getting emotional. Um, I'm really enjoying it in a way that I guess I wasn't. I was fully ready to be like, okay, I get this and then put it down. But I'm like, I'm finding I'm ending my nights with it, um, which I wasn't expecting, though. I am. It's a legit funny game, dude. I played it when that SNES classic came out. I played it on that. Yeah. The rewind feature also worked nice on there. Yeah. But it, it, uh, it's surprising that a game is, is what, 30 years old at this point? Something, something like crazy. that. Yeah. The humor holds up. Like, it's legit funny at times. It's so quirky and, and weird wacky quirkiness like there's not other games like that yeah i had this dude just like run up he jumped down from a, a the top of a building like ran up on me we fought and he's like oh yeah your princess is in the other castle or something like that and then he just ran away again i was like what what, what is happening in this this silly game there's there's zombies and there's bugs that are helping me i don't know it's, it's a lot so <laughs> um i will say if you're if you're like me and you want to learn more of the history of the the jrpgs and you know how we got here and stuff you know i'm i'm enjoying the heck out of it so um it's uh, a good history lesson to have yeah but it doesn't feel like it's not like going back and playing like metroid right the original metroid where it's like hmm yeah this is this is an nes game you know i'm eating my vegetables here i just (laughs) want to see the origin of this legacy series exactly yeah because it does have it does have some quality of life stuff that i was surprised to have it like there's a certain point where you're over leveled for an area right and you you either the the creatures or the enemies in that area run away from you or if they if you do encounter them because it's an overworld encounters right You'll just you don't even go into a combat menu. It just says you won. Congratulations. Here's your XP. So I was like, oh, there's some there is some stuff that feels like a little bit more modern design in here um, that that I really appreciate. Um, so, yeah, that's my pitch. Proud of you for playing a game that we got hyped for during a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> Doesn't always happen, my friend. Imagine so, yeah. playing that game. Imagine playing that game when it came out see imagine that who and see that's the thing like there's been a couple of boss encounters where i was like oh i am way under level but like i was able to use rewind and kind of grind a little bit in the area and then come back without having to restart the whole thing so um i'm very appreciative of that so shout out to the nintendo rewind feature but yeah so i'm gonna keep going uh because that'll be a nice change of pace especially when i do get to play elden ring don't have code yet haven't played it yet so um so I've I've been enjoying it. I'm gonna take a trip too, and that'll be a nice like plain uh plain game. So yeah, I'll report back when I beat it. But nice a nice surprise. I was excited because other people were excited, and I knew the history of it. But now it's it's I'm actually enjoying the the gameplay experience of it. So. Good. I know first person in the history to recommend Earthbound, right? <laughs> Breaking barriers <laughs> I'm glad here. Somebody finally said it. Man. Right? Oof, it's been oh. too long. <laughs> We're gonna take underrated, a quick yeah. underrated. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll get you to some housekeeping and community emails. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Game Informer Show. Uh, housekeeping time. This is the part of the show where we tell you what's going on in the world of Game Informer. Uh, of course, we always start off housekeeping with a new podcast review. You can go and leave those over on Apple Podcasts uh, or leave a rating over on Spotify if you're listening on mobile. 
Uh, this week's podcast review comes from Ricky Winterborn. Uh, it's a five-star review saying, I listen to a lot of video game podcasts, but I think the GI show is consistently the best. I actually laugh out loud many times on episode due to the chemistry and podcasting skills of the editors on the show. Uh, Alex and Alex did a great job subtly reformatting the show and continue to be super fun hosts. Also, the music is fresh. I always fist pump to that first bass drop. Keep up the swag. Man, that is a great review, Ricky. Thank you. You've also reminded me of just how it's 2022 and somehow our show has brought back the word swag. Uh, it's truly uh, an influential, you know. You're welcome, media, this, the world. You yes. better believe that. Ricky, thank you for um, for listening to the show and for leaving that kind review. We appreciate it. We actually, we've been climbing the charts lately. We're, at, we're in the top 15. Bro, we hit, we hit top 12 this morning. I saw that, like, and then we dropped to 15, but uh, I... Because you looked. Because you I look, man. yeah. See, that's a problem. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, your you all support has been truly amazing. Uh, and we appreciate you very, very much. Yes, sir. So, uh, so thank you, Ricky. We appreciate you. Uh, moving on, our weekly streams this week. We've got Elden Ring happening uh, on Thursday. Dan's going to be answering questions. I think John, is John streaming with you, Dan? I can't wait to answer questions. Yeah, it's going to be me and John tackling an all-day Thursday stream. So if you're Ooh. listening to this right now, we're probably already been going. Yeah. So yeah. Come, come on down. Twitch.tv slash Game Informer. Be there uh, as well on Friday when they do Super Replay. Are you guys finishing up Star Wars? Is that the plan? Uh, Friday, I think, is also going to be Elden Ring, but we'll see. Oh, geez. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Sweet. All I right. mean, I think that's all we're ever going to play, like, pretty much forever. Forever. I mean, I, that's, that's it. That's, yeah. Did you not see the score, Alex? <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw it. So joining them on Friday as well for Elden Ring. And then Multiplayer Monday. We could play Multiplayer Elden Ring. I was actually thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> we could do, yeah. I know not a lot of people know about that, but that is a... Um, that's a big thing in Souls games, like post-release, is to do like fight clubs and stuff. Some people I know just do that for like a year after launch or more, where yeah. they just stay in one location and just do various kinds of PvP. I'm not suggesting we do that, but maybe I'll, we, we could do. I have a lot of PvP items to burn. So okay. Okay. Maybe. Well, okay. We, we can figure it out. We'll figure it out. I mean, we, we could do it. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm very biased, but I want to do that Dead by Daylight 4v Dan. Okay. Oh, um, 4v I, I still Dan. want to do that. Okay. One. Yeah. 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 That'd be good regardless. Too. 9 a.m. Central is when we do multiplayer Monday. Um, Twitch.tv slash Game Informer, of course. Notable YouTube videos this week. If, you, uh, if you're enjoying this talk in Elden Ring, maybe you haven't read the review or watched the review, uh, go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash Game Informer. We've got Elden Ring video features, our review. Um, we've got some guide coverage going up around launch. Um, I, and we're going to be doing a beginner's guide, a couple uh, guides for how to beat the first bosses if you happen to need them. Um, but, um, yeah, it's going to be a great time at youtube.com slash game informer. Of course, follow everybody here on the socials and follow Dan tack. Tell him how great of a review he wrote over at Dan tack. Uh, you can find Stadnik at studnik 76, Ben Reeves. Tell him, uh, wish him a warm goodbye at Benjamin Reeves. Follow Jay. Go and like his um, his Sekiro tweet at Jason <laughs> underscore boosted that thing. Yeah. G U I S A O. And you can follow me at It's Van Aken. Uh, lastly, go listen to Video Gameography, All Things Nintendo, and our new comic book podcast from panel to podcast. Alex, back to you. You do a good job with that every week. I hope you know that. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff, but you get through it with ease, my friend, with ease. Um, 
listener emails ladies and gentlemen you know it you absolutely freaking love it because it's the time of the show when you the listener get to write in and ask us how we're feeling what we're thinking you know ask us about games movies the world the whole thing so um you can do that by writing into um excuse me podcast at gameinformer.com or you can hit us up on discord which alex how do the good people do that yeah if you want to join the official Game Informer Community Discord. Uh, head over to Twitch. Throw us a subscription, Tier 1 or Twitch Prime, whatever. Uh, you just got to do that one time, and that will get you access to our Twitch, or our Discord, rather. Uh, open up the Discord app. Go to your integrations and your settings. Make sure your, your Discord and Twitch are linked, and our server should show up there. If you have any issues, uh, email me, alexfanaken at gameinformer.com. Just a proof that you subbed, and uh, we'll get you in there. Yeah, it's been it's been good though recently, right? We had to reconnect. Yeah, I've only had and... one one person in recent weeks. It's, good. Yeah. So. Yeah. All good. And here's the thing, Dan. We're sitting there in the morning meeting one day, and Dan's just like, oh, "I I want I need more people in this Discord. I love I love our group, right? I need more. I can't I can't I need more people to talk souls I with." I do remember Dan saying this. And he, did, did this this no, this didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hadn't had his coffee that morning. Um, but yeah, I mean, six to eight hours of, of Elden Ring, you gotta sub a little bit, right? You know, I'm not telling you what to do with your money, but you know, come on. Um, so let's get it going here. Uh, a lot of Reeves questions, obviously, uh, this week. So um, we'll start with one from our, our sweet, sweet moderator, Zach Pliggy, uh, over on Discord and says, does B uh, Ben plan to write or release any more novels? Um, so you, you're a bit of an author over there, my guy, right? A bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote a novel called Kill Screen, published years ago. It's actually set in the world of video game development, which I know a lot about now. So it's 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 a fun, I don't know, murder mystery. It's kind of weird and hard to describe, but check it out. It's called Kill Screen. I think it's good. I actually did write another novel. It's a bizarre detective, like choose your own adventure thing that I haven't published yet because I'm not sure it's great. Oh, hit me up at Benjamin Reeves if you're interested. Maybe we could do something with it. I don't know. Yeah. At okay. At least I can use some people to proof it. Too stupid. Okay. I uh, do you have any other kind of stories you're kicking around in your head right now, or are you just focused on you know now telling stories for Firaxis? I did. I mean, I kind of realized when I wrote the the first book, I was like, this was fun, and I liked being able to control the narrative. I think I like video games as a medium more and I like comic books as a medium more. So if I do more fiction writing, it'll probably be in those arenas. I do have some comic ideas that I would love to someday do. So you never know. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, there you go, Zach. Zach Pleaky can publish it for you, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> Zach, reach out if, you're, if you got some connections. Yeah, with his IT background. Um, this one, next one comes from Rock Party. Um, and this is a question for the group, but obviously inspired by uh, one Ben Reeves. He says, question for the panel. Uh, working for Game Informer, what has been your favorite piece and which has been the most difficult? Um, ben, you kind of answered that already, right? Your favorite piece. I about it earlier. Yeah. There are questions that aren't just about me, right? I don't have to be. This. <laughs> no, this is for this is for everyone. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. this is your episode, Ben. Come on. I was yeah. going to. I, I would highlight if people want to read something. People still read things these days. Yeah. One of my favorite articles was written probably 10 years ago at this point. So I don't know. I think I've grown a lot as a writer in 10 years, but I think the article was still good. It was called Why We Play. 
It's now online. So if you just search why we play Game Inform, it'll come up and it just dives into answering that question. Like there's a lot of discourse about like our games good for you or bad for you. But I just wanted to know like what drives us to video games in the first place. And they sort of scratch some different, they call them uh, mental needs or sociological needs. Um, it was 10 years ago. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, It's cool that video games actually tap into stuff that we're just sort of like as humans designed to desire these things. And it's, it's a bit kind of like, perfect work if that makes sense it's a pretty deep article and then the other one would be i wrote a thing on flash games history mm. of flash games so if you search for the history of flash game reformer that one was actually super interesting talking about flash as a game development tool and just people like uh super meat boy creator uh edmund mcmillan people like him who grew up in that scene and have gone on to find fame and fortune in the video game development world just in the indie space alone there's so much wealth of creativity that i don't think we would have had without flash games so yeah, i mentioned some videos earlier but there's some written things if you're interested in checking stuff out i really enjoyed working on those pieces yeah yo addictinggames.com back in the day armorgames.com yeah man yeah wait was... wait 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 what remember that remember that lifesavers golf game candy stand that thing was the best i don't know if i remember okay. that one because y'all, y'all are too y'all are too young never mind <laughs> yeah cool but <laughs> i, I mean like the, the flash tower defense type stuff or there was one that was like mushroom wars yeah predated mushroom wars if you remember that well wasn't alien like Homin- balloons yeah, yeah yeah balloons was great wasn't alien hominoid originally a flash game yep yeah, yeah so i talked to the creators of that yeah about his history doing that and then they went on to do castle crashers and a bunch of other stuff yo that was the best going to school right you get a you get on the the mac that isn't quite up to snuff on the the the, the mm-hmm. band website list or whatever so then you go play armor games and that kind of stuff and yeah, those are the days. So nice. Uh, does anyone else, Dan, do you you've been here a year or two? Do you have a favorite yeah. thing you've worked on? It's been 84 years. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I mean, uh, I do think my favorite and most challenging one was the same piece. And that was uh, Dark Souls 3 cover story. Um, that was a I'm not going to go through the whole story here. It takes a whole podcast to tell that story. But but essentially, it was a very challenging tale because things changed over the course of that one. I'm sure we've told the story before, but. Um, it was a very challenging piece to do, given the time frame and the conditions of uh, of working it out with uh, with all of the elements that were in place. But uh, yeah, more on that available in the Dark Souls Recover story itself. We addressed it in that issue, or you can go and hit me up anytime to tell that tale again because I feel like I tell it every month or so. So, but yeah, that would be my piece that I, I'm very proud of that we pulled that we made an awesome story out of that um, out of something that could have been a complete disaster. For sure. so it was also also quite a challenge yeah nice um jay how about you sure um uh for like a favorite piece I, I guess i would say it's between um the miles morales piece i wrote my first year here back in 2020 for the mag i just moved it over to the online sign for um like history month and i'm really proud of that piece um that game i don't know really spoke to me like sort of seeing myself and like where I grew up in a game and being able to be like, you know, one of the most famous heroes of superheroes of all time. Um, I, I don't know. It just, it really spoke to me uh, when I was first writing that. And also my, uh, my other favorite piece is probably my tales of arise review. Um, I don't know. It uh, probably the, 
uh, I think it's the highest score I've given. Not that I've been here forever and have written a thousand reviews, but like um, I really loved that game and I didn't think I would get a chance to review it. Um, so it was just really exciting to have that opportunity. But I, I would say the hardest story is probably the one I'm working on right now for Elden for Elden Ring, my impressions as like a noob. Because um, I, I don't know, I just want to, I want to make sure that um, I do it justice because it's a huge game. It's a really great game and I, I don't have a lot of experience with it but it's it's also a game i love and i'm having fun with it so yeah hopefully that story uh goes well it'll it'll be out later in the week so. it will it will because you're working thank on you it. yeah thank um, you thank you ava how about you um hardest we'll do that first hardest is probably just my uh most recent video essay the one on death loop uh just because i i um I don't know. I'm dumb. I'm a dumb person and decided to make it more difficult on me. And also just like uh, trying to figure out like how that game works. And I, I wanted to do it justice and um, actually, you know, not sound like a dingus while talking about that game design, trying to break it down. Um, and also it's just very time consuming uh, lesson learned on that because it did not do well. Uh, and then my favorite piece I, I've uh, made at Game Informer is my uh, No Man's Sky video that I did in February of 2021. Um, and it's just how, how base building saved that game. And it's uh, about a 10 minute video, uh, video essay style. It's probably, um, it, it is the piece I'm most proud of. I think I was concise, but had a really, um, a point that I hadn't seen made before uh, talking about that game and, um, and, and, and then how it came back. And uh, yeah, that probably, that type of video represents what I like to make the most. And I felt like I did, I did a great job on it. And I'm really proud of it. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Because that video seems to be uh, relevant every other month. When they, whenever they put out new <laughs> base building stuff for that game. Um, but yeah. For real. Cool. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think uh, I think the hardest one was probably actually most recently the Halo Infinite uh, cover videos that we did. Um, and similar to Dan, right? There was some stuff, you know that we were working through behind the scenes where, you know, pieces were moving at the last seconds and, you know, it was hard to get that down. But also I think it was the personal connection to it, right? Like Halo, if you've listened to the show, right, you know, I'm a big Halo fan, what it means to me as a, as a gamer, why I'm here today, like that kind of stuff. So it's like putting that extra pressure on myself to do something great also made it more difficult, right? Cause then I would nitpick edits. I would think like, is this the best kind of content and that kind of stuff. And, you know, luckily I had a good team around me to to reassure me and to like, you know, give me feedback and that kind of stuff. So that that was really helpful. But I was like, this is this is this is what I got in the industry for. So I want to I want to try to knock this out of the park. And I think for the most part, we did. There was some there was some really good stuff that came from that cover story. I think I get them, Alex. Oh, Man, you got inspired him. me right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Tiger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's my best cover trailer that i've done is the halo one i was so hyped when i made that That's one so one, yeah. yeah um i think my favorite thing i've ever done and i think it's because like i really like i did the jeff kaplan uh rapid fire which was really fun the a lot of the resident evil stuff did really well and i enjoyed making that i think my favorite thing i've done at gi was the animal crossing uh new horizons island tour video and it totally like it bombed right it did like two thousand views or whatever but like i just loved making it because we got 
it was like almost the entire staff who played Animal Crossing, right? So we worked with production, we worked with, you know, editorial, like the mm. whole staff. And it was just like, you know, it, it, it was it was me, Cork and Leo, right? So, you know, when you have those two in the, the digital room doing that, you know, like it was just it was just funny and goofy and weird. And it was just this it kind of encapsulated the warmth and happiness of Animal Crossing, especially because that was early pandemic days. Right. So it's like there wasn't a lot of hope anywhere. So the fact that we got to go just like bop around in each other's islands, you know, and hang out and just like record it. I, it was so much fun. And like, there's so many people on staff who are incredibly talented at that game too. So we'd walk in and we'd go to Mags's Island. Right. And it was <laughs> like Nirvana, you know, or uh, like um, uh, Xanadu or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it was just this paradise. And um, I don't know. It was just a lot of fun. And then, <laughs> <laughs> God bless Shay. We were coming off these like master class, master class of of islands, right? And we get to Shay's, and, and he hadn't spent as much time in his. And he was just like, I remember we got to like the boxing ring he put in the island. He's like, Yeah, because I like boxing. And there was kind of a pause, and he's like, What do you What do you want from me? <laughs> I was like, This is this is incredible. So if if you're at all interested, um, Reeves, I think you we went to your island. Did you play? No, you don't play Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, we did not go to your island. Interestingly enough, I did buy it because I have a road trip coming up. Oh, across the country, and I'm like, Is now two years after the <laughs> time to get into Animal Crossing? <laughs> sure, that seems appropriate. <laughs> Sounds about right. the, the anniversary. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah, so ask me in another month or two. I'll probably have an island you can visit. There you go. Well, <laughs> that's what you'll be bugging us on Slack for. Hey, guys, come to my island. Hey, anybody, <laughs> why are people playing Animal Crossing with yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, yeah, go check that video out. Uh, go check out everything we just talked about because uh, we all put a lot of heart and soul into it. And uh, as we do with a lot of things here, you know, we we like our jobs. So, um. Let's see. We answered. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, Biscuits with Davey over on Discord says, Ben, what is your best Benvention from your time at GI? Do you want to explain if we have new viewers, you want to explain what a Benvention is first? Uh, I forgot this was a question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just have a list on my phone of things that I've kept for 10, 15 years of like, hey, that would be. That'd be a fun thing to invent, maybe. So, for example, the pooty, that's a pillow slash hoodie. So it's like <laughs> a hoodie with the oh god, the hood has a pillow built yeah. into it. You know, it should be great for like road trips and stuff. So I'll come up with these inventions. I think Jeff Cork. I I gotta give credit to Cork for coming up with the name Ben Vincent. Uh, but uh, man, my best one, good question. <laughs> <laughs> um one of them is poop poop pretzels which is pretzels that look like poop just nice. like one thing what <laughs> Wait, can that even be considered an invention i mean you can have it yeah. you can have it so wait is it actual <laughs> is it actual poop or is it an actual pretzel no, it's a pretzel that just looks Oops. like poop. <laughs> Look like poop. People love the poop emoji. People love things that look like poop, but God, they do love up. to eat poop looking poop like things. You ever start your culinary empire? You have your title has to be Papa Poo Poo Retzels. <laughs> yeah, Papa Poo Retzels. <laughs> yeah, I also have like fruity parables, which 
you know, be like self-explanatory soup. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're just parables that are (laughs) in a cereal. Exactly. So it's a egg-shaped ruler. Exactly. Yeah, that one's. But one of my favorites was uh, what? What is 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 Van Aken just out of here? Yeah. Is he saying ideas later? Yeah, he's actually going to the patent office. I'm going to the patent office. Yeah. (laughs) One of my favorites uh, was always Joe nuts, which are it's a donut with it looks like it's shaped like a tiny little cup, so it's like a slider sized donut that you can put espresso in. I call it the Joe nut. Okay. I think that could work. I think somebody Good. could start a yeah, God. That's maybe their best <laughs> one. People dip their donuts in coffee, do it reverse. Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that one. Hey, you'll get a cup it's of yo donut. <laughs> yeah. donuts. Wow. Are you sure you're not oh, becoming a, a an entrepreneur and just going and inventing actually hey. inventing these? Yeah. Somebody, if somebody uh, wants to call some entrepreneur with a lot of money, <laughs> I have ways to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you can't talk about what you're doing next right because you don't want to get uh, your yeah. yeah i shouldn't have said this said <laughs> oh my hey, goodness you want to get a cup of yo yeah yeah yo it's it's joe but we're <laughs> cup of yo we that you know we're talking here we're talking i'm talking here <laughs> hey no bad nice. ideas no bad ideas right i swear to god if in xcom 6 there's a cup of yo in it. We'll we'll know that Reeves is is thriving over uh, over at Paraxis. So um, oh, here's one. It's yeah. called Denum. It's a uh, denim pants that numb your body. <laughs> Those are just skinny jeans. What? If your jeans are skinny enough, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Funny. Wait. What, what is the mechanism by which they numb your body? Like stick stingray poise? What what is it? <laughs> is it jellyfish. What what do we got in there? I have a note on here that says great for motorcycle rides and naps. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. Cause they're really. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, that's, that's incredible. Um, to, to keep with the, uh, the questions for Reeves. Uh, sorry, Ben, this is just the, the, the way this is going here. Uh, we, I'm, I'm not coming back after this. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. You all. This treatment. It's burning all the bridges today. Yeah. A couple of, yo, hey. Hey. Uh, Bobby Buell, the legend himself, writes in on Discord. It says, questions for Reeves. Question for Reeves. Are you like a spider nut? The first one. Wait, does he? Is uh, Did Hanson tell him some story? We were at, so the, because Hanson always says this because we were at a bar once. And our waitress had a like spider tattoo or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey, nice tattoo. And I think it maybe kind of looked like the Spider-Man symbols. So yeah. I was like, oh, are you like a spider nut or something? I was just kind of like curious about her tattoo. Hanson thought that was super funny. I'm curious if Bob, Bob Buell got that from him is what I, I'm asking. I wonder if like, yeah, if he had him on 99 questions, which is Bob's podcast, which you should definitely go listen to. Um, I wonder if he talked about it on that, but uh Bob, if you're listening, let us know where you where you got that one from. So um, but then he goes on to say, but for real, though, going to miss him at GI and his specific brand of street comedy, but wish him all the luck. Praxis is lucky to get him actual question this time. Any uh, Ben Reeves standout moments for uh, replay or super replay? Is this a question for me or for you? Yeah, I guess if anyone has a favorite Reeves moment, but yeah. We can broaden it to like, what's your favorite replay moment? Uh, but yeah, I think Sonic 06 was a lot of fun. We came up with this. I just like improv So there is 
gosh, I can't even remember which replay it was where the bizarre detective character was born. It might have been a Metroid one, a really early replay. So that was fun. But then also in the Sonic 06, we had this recurring bit where the devil would show up and we named him the like the was his first name. So <laughs> it's, Mr. Devil, it's hard to explain a joke again to somebody <laughs> else. But Sonic 06 was a lot of fun, just how terrible that game is. And but we had fun doing it. There you go. That's what matters. Yeah, I guess I think out of the ones I've been on, I think the Spore episode was was my favorite that I think you were on that, Ben. Where we played Spore yeah. and just made like crazy butt monsters, and I think, <laughs> I think Juba was on it too, and I think that I think was that's how you play Spore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that too was like I was starting to finally figure out the tech, right? And we were feeling more comfortable with the tech from streaming from from home too, so it felt a little bit more comfortable compared to like <laughs> Dan. Do you remember the Demon Souls replay uh, episode that we did in the pandemic? No. Oh, well, I literally I I yeah, it was a whole nightmare to to, to set up because uh turns out PS3s don't play well oh, with Elgato. Wait. No, no, now I remember. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think that's the first time you ever heard me curse. It was a whole thing. It was not yeah, that good. Was, that was a nightmare. It was. A nightmare. But that's why that's why I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, you repressed it, but yeah, I don't know. Jets any any favorite replay moments for for you Mine's two? Mine's probably Murder House. Which <laughs> man was on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Gosh, that was a good one. You so anytime anybody's on and scared of stuff, that's kind of fun. And I'm you guys were really good about being scared. <laughs> yeah, I hate horror games, but uh, that was a fun experience. And I'm glad I stuck through it to the end. And then there was also like we briefly played some of their other games at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. The nun house. And the nursing. Yeah, I got a couple of good clips like that on the channel for, from you screeching. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Yeah, you screech, my friend. It is it is loud. <laughs> I think I actually like tapped as the only game, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Jay, you've been on a couple, right? Not not a ton. Yeah. I honestly I can't even I can't even like remember, dude. I feel like I've been on a handful of like video stuff. I I mean, can I can do like a favorite Ben moment though. I don't know if you you probably don't remember this Ben. I, I don't think you remember this, but I have a Ben. Um, <laughs> we were uh, I was an intern and we went to get lunch. And I remember we got lunch at like I don't know. It was like 11 a.m. And when we got back to the office, when we parted, we both said, have a good night. But it was like like 12 noon on the dot. I don't know. I just remember that. It was like it was really awkward, but very funny. <laughs> we, were, we were both like, have a good night, man. Like, <laughs> I like the sun is like midday. Yeah, no, was really, I just I think about it sometimes how funny that was. <laughs> Keeps you up at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you weren't hired at GI, I guarantee you'd sit up at night. You're like, that's why I never got to go back that moment right there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, incredible. If you hadn't showed up the next day, I would just I would have known why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, gents, as much as I don't want to end this show, I think that's a that's a good way to do it. So, uh Ben, thank you for everything. I I know our community also feels the same way. We're we're lucky to have to have been able to work with you to have you on shows and that kind of stuff. So, um we're excited for the next step, though, like we said earlier. Thanks, guys. It's yeah. been a pleasure. And stuff like this, just recording podcasts uh, where people talk about me all the time. <laughs> We're yeah. not going to stop now. We're nope. gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a ben, a ben Shrine over there. It's going to be a, a cup of coffee and yep. a pair of pants. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, good. Jonah. My pants, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just numb. But seriously, stuff like, this, stuff, stuff like this and replays and stuff like that's always been 
it's a fun job. When people would ask me what I do, I'd always say like, oh, I play video games for a living, which is uh, not really <laughs> true because I, I mean, I do. But like most of my job is doing other things than playing video mm-hmm. games. But honestly, some of that other stuff is more fun than than reviewing a game. So I'll definitely really miss that. And just GI has been an awesome place to work. It's it's as cool as you think it is and and maybe more so. Thanks for the the ride, guys. I wish you well. You guys are going to do amazing things. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to view GI from a distance uh, as a consumer again. For sure. Well, I don't know how to end it better than that. But yeah, we'll miss you, man. So uh, viewers, listeners, we appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you so much for making this ride so much fun. Uh, Best is yet to come, we can assure you. But be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Those subscriptions help more than you know. So definitely uh, throw us uh, some of that if you uh, like the show. So be good to one another. Thanks for watching. And we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.